0: Hey, it's Sarah. And I'm Erin. And this is 31 Nights of Scary Shit. Oh, hello. Hello. Hi, friends. We're back. It's almost Halloween. I'm both happy and sad. It's a happy and sad occasion, but I'm also really happy to see kids and give them candy. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting, but I'm not excited for October to be over because then it means it's closer to Christmas and Christmas is nice, but it's cold and I don't like that.
1: And there's only one or two days to get excited about like October. I feel like I enjoy the whole month Christmas time. It's like for me Christmas Eve and then it's over. Yeah, I don't care about Christmas Day that much. We're all sitting around in our long johns and wow.
0: (laughs) What a mental image. I mean, you know, it's when I when I go the to, whole clan together in their long time. Well, the
1: whole clan is me and my mom and 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 her husband and I don't even know maybe my sister and her family, but like you know, we're it's very remote and we just kind of eat in the spooky woods. In the spooky woods, but we just kind of like eat and then that's it. It's very anticlimactic. So Christmas, mm, valid point. I mean, I enjoy the eating aspect of it, which yeah. which is very problematic. But maybe
0: we can, like, relish in the horrifying nature of Thanksgiving and it's all its, you know, murderous wonder before we get to Christmas. Like, maybe that'll oh, tie this yeah. over, you know? Yeah, there just, you go. you know, all the horrible things that happened yes. at Thanksgiving, we can just, you know...
1: Yeah, what are we giving thanks for, exactly? <laughs> yeah, I don't really
0: know. I don't know what we're thankful for this year at all. No, but I mean... <laughs> oh at Thanksgiving oh committing the, hor- horrendous the, atrocities yeah the actual is what we're the actual for. holiday calling it thanksgiving it's like yeah no what are you thankful for not not much uh smallpox blankets that's not something to be thankful for <laughs> um anyway sorry that's how I feel about Thanksgiving I do enjoy the turkey and the and the food though I'm I, all right with the turkey my I, mom
1: makes a roasted chicken though which is actually ooh. way better but we'll
0: have we have all I mean
1: that sounds delicious. We'll have squash, we'll have sweet potatoes, we'll have
0: Well, I was about to say speaking of Thanksgiving, but this is completely not related to Thanksgiving in any way shape or form. But today's topic is something that's kind of not really spooky, which I guess Thanksgiving isn't spooky, it's just horrible. Um and that's how it's related to today's episode. Um but we're going to be talking about some freak shows and specifically uh Town, florida the last freak show in america Ugh. um so i had just rewatched american horror story freak show which is one of my favorite seasons which i believe is not one of aaron's favorites. no i
1: hate it and you hate my favorite season what is your favorite 1984 season? i am not a fan of that but one. i've been rewatching hotel
0: oh, oh i love these hotel i like
1: hotel oh i love that i one. mean that one's a good I one i
0: mean ramirez and warnos dancing oh, it's so good <laughs> It's so first of all, you know what I found out the other day? My mom does not know who Eileen Wernos is. And I'm like Weird. How? Like, that's like a heavy hitter. Everyone knows who she is. Anyway, I told her to Google her. Um <laughs> who was I comparing her to? I compare I said, oh my God, that girl looks just like Eileen Wernos. Oh god, who was that? <laughs> I don't remember who it was, but it was somebody. But anyway, the reason I got stuck on this is because I'd been watching that season and um I figured, you know, why not cover something Mm -hmm. like this? So it's not necessarily scary or spooky, but I thought it would, you know, be fun to do a little debunk the spookiness thing Mm -hmm. um, right before we get into probably a super fucking scary one tomorrow for Halloween. um, One that will is terrifying enough to me that scared me into not going. So you'll see that tomorrow. I'm going to go. Oh, I will go. I'm just a little too afraid to go around Halloween time for some reason. What is, I don't know. Like that matters, right? They took a lot of the spook out of it, but. Okay. Well then maybe we'll go. We have to go. Okay. So this is, so Gibtown is the last freak show town in America. And what is a freak show town? It's where performers and carnies from these, particular carnivals would stay during off season or to get um, into the industry mm-hmm. of, of carnies. So the town is actually called Gibsonton Florida, which mm-hmm. is actually 12 miles South of Tampa, where I went to college. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the industry's capital. Um, the freak shows industry capital. Mm-hmm. It had uh, about 15,000 residents and was considered the fabled carny town <laughs> where everyone would run away to the circus oh or to the carnival, you wow. know, very, you know, mm-hmm. Dumbo time-esque, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we're talking 1960s here. There were about a hundred different uh, human oddities and thousands of carnies that called uh, Town home. Uh, Due to the warm year round weather, it was a haven during the off season and allowed for ride repairs and animal training all year round, uh, which is pretty much what the animals and the machines needed. Uh, Sideshows and freak shows were intended to be entertaining for all and show people the weird side of life. Um, it was not intended to be educational or bring awareness to disabilities or <laughs> in any way, shape or form, be anything other than exploitive. Um, yeah. however, there is another way of viewing it, which I'll talk about at the end that needs to be talked about. But for the most part, these things were extremely exploitive. Um, these particular, these, um, I refer to them as freaks, oddities, and, um, also disabled people at a certain point, but they refer to themselves as freaks. Mm-hmm. Some of these people. So that's why I use that term. Um, usually these people came in three different types. Self-made, like the tattooed lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, working acts like fire breathers or sword swallowers. Mm-hmm. And obviously natural born ones. Mm-hmm. Um, who were had physical deformities or other types of disabilities. Wow. Uh, some of the acts in Town were Betty Lou Williams, whose sister was growing out of her abdomen. Oh, lovely. Priscilla the monkey girl who had a double set of teeth and black silky hair all over her body. Um, And of course, lobster boy with only two fingers on each. So that was real. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Um, Side note, Priscilla had run off with alligator boy who had scaly (laughs) skin and they eloped. Okay. I wonder what their babies looked like though. If they can, if the physical deformity was then passed on. Um, Ward Hall who is a person <laughs> came to Gibtown in the sixties and never left. He's considered the King of sideshows and still runs the last legitimate 10 in one 10 acts for the price of one sideshow in America toward these natural born self-made and working acts were more than their disability or physical difference. Allegedly, according to him, we'll talk about how I feel about him in a minute. Ward had been in the sh- in show business since the age of 14 and he had made a living selling the extraordinary macabre and bizarre across America. He sold things like two headed animals. Um, he would sell, okay, this, um, photographs as well as the actual young boys. Um, he had this collection of three native American boys that would wrestle alligators. <laughs> Um, monkeys in race cars, a wax replica of The Last Supper, a man barehandedly milking rattlesnakes, um, fetuses in glass bottles, no. and human freaks. So he's like, uh, what's his face with the mustache from mm-hmm. Freak Show? Oh, yeah. Ew. Um, now, you may be saying, why would Florida be one of the last places to have something that seems to be super chill and not immensely taking advantage of people with disabilities and deformities? Because, of course, this wouldn't happen <laughs> Aaron is giving me a face like Sarah. <laughs> Obviously, I'm being sarcastic. Well, <laughs> in many other states, there were laws that restricted freak shows due to the victimization of the human performers. Many states disregard that many of these performers were consenting adults who were paid well and not suffering or being tortured on average. I'm not saying yeah. across the board, but on average, they weren't experiencing unethical work environments and especially in Ward Hall's particular freak show that I'm referring to. Um there was a 1932 film called Freaks that yes. was deemed too graphic yeah. a display of physical disabilities which is just kind of a weird statement to have to say like what does that mean and I don't want to see it. Yeah. Um many of Ward's performers back in the day had been featured in that movie. So he's like the granddaddy of all freak shows.
1: So I've heard of the movie, and and honestly, didn't want to watch it. But yeah,
0: yeah wow. Um, this film in particular is what led to many towns and laws banning shows like this. oh, like well, that that's in good. particular is the that's thing good. that kind of sparked it. Uh, Ward, whether you think he is good or bad, never hid that he exploited these people, uh, but he rationalized it by saying that they made just as much money and were never mistreated, Mm-mm-mm. which we'll get into. <sighs> how I feel about this in a second Ward felt he turned what could have been a bad situation for the person into a profitable life worth living. Dick Brisbane with feet growing directly from his hips, causing a waddling walk became penguin boy. So he was able to make a living. Whereas before he wouldn't have been able to Mm -hmm. Stanley Barron born with stumps for arms became Celo, the seal boy. Mm -hmm. Um, And before I mean, obviously he couldn't have made a living as a laborer and he would have been publicly shamed by people. So there is a catch 22 of like, you know, it's both positive for people who wouldn't have been able to make money otherwise, but also mm, not the greatest. Mm -hmm. It's exploitive. Um, Ward used these people's determination and resolve to justify his freak shows. Louise Caps Hill was an armless girl who drove a tractor, milked cows, played guitar, and raised her children on a farm, and he used her as a performer. Wow. So she was able – I mean, she anything she put her mind to, she was able to do, obviously, mm-hmm. um, f- through a lot of hard work, and he pretty much used that to his advantage. But it wasn't – they were consenting. He didn't use them in a, you know, non-consensual way. Um Yeah. There was a 1921 statute prohibiting the exhibition of malformed, deformed, or disfigured humans in the state of Florida. So that's why Town was more of like a refuge for people in the off-season, not necessarily where freak shows would be. Mm-hmm. But Ward funded a campaign in the 60s to have it thrown out, which was successful, stating that people with deviating bodies have the right to work too. So they were stating that it was essentially um, discriminatory to not allow them to be put on display consensually because you're keeping them Hmm. from their right to work, which I mean, you can argue it both ways. Yeah. Which is kind of the sad and unfortunate situation of where you get into people with deformities being abused and, you know, manipulated.
1: I feel like, there's a correlation here between, say,
0: um, models. hmm Actors, Act- child actors. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot to be said about, I mean, like... Beautiful-looking bodies get exploited all the time. Yeah. Do we have a problem with that? Do exactly. We, you know, beautiful bodies get exploited, but now we have disabled bodies. Why can't they be... You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you get... Yeah. yeah. Um, so soon after this, a tight-knit code called the carding code um was used to govern the people in the town um and a language that is incomprehensible to this day to any outsider called carney sprouted up it is literally a language that people in these freak show carnival circuit know and no one else knows it i think of like how the uh, not the amish i mean people know what language they're speaking but like you know it's it's one of those like you know cultural mm-hmm. languages Um, the rise of the sideshow in America came around the time of the second world war when people with disabilities were fleeing Europe to escape the Nazis because sideshows and freak shows were first popular in Europe yeah, as a way for people with disabilities to make money and to get them out of town because people didn't want to see them. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, not everything is (laughs) rainbows and sunshine. Well, then the Nazis came in and they started murdering anyone that wasn't, you know, Aryan, or looked Aryan or could pass for Aryan. Definitely if you had a physical deformity, you were out of there. So they were fleeing to America. Um, The town was right on the Alfea river and had orange groves for miles. So people loved it. It was beautiful. I mean, it is beautiful in Florida, some places Mm -hmm. locals didn't shun show people and welcomed them with open arms. uh, Something kind of unheard of in Florida nowadays. (laughs) Uh, They're not too welcoming of outsiders now. Um, And it's close to Sarasota and the railway system. So it was ideal for traveling shows. It was like a perfect kind of little Mm -hmm. location. Hillsborough County, which is where um, the town sits, repaid these people by allowing them to display their wagons and other carnival paraphernalia. They like, like put it into their laws Mm -hmm. saying that they could put them on display in their homes, like in residential areas. Right. Because essentially this influx of people surged the economy. So they, you know. Yeah repaid them. It became a sanctuary for show people and also conveniently had an urban legend of Carney stealing children. So outsiders <laughs> and bad, you know, bad people kind of stayed away from them. So wow. they were kind of able to be their own people and mm-hmm. work the way they wanted to work. Now, whether or not they were actually carny stealing children, I don't know. <laughs> um, but it was an urban legend. The last human oddity passed away in 2012. His name was Norbert Pete Teherne. Or Poobah, the fire-eating dwarf and king of pygmies. He was once chief and sole inhabitant of Ward's traveling pygmy village. Huh. Um, the town had been shrinking for about twenty-five. Has been shrinking for about twenty-five years now. The only one in Florida to have these issues, allegedly, allegedly uh, which seems kind of hard to believe. Uh, that that's the only town that's shrinking. Seems strange. It, yeah. Now this is where we get into how I feel about Ward. Um, the king of sideshows Ward blames abortions on the lack of natural born oddities. Meaning if you find out that your child is physically deformed, you can just get an abortion and then you won't have the child that's physically deformed. (laughs) Okay. Body positivity on the lack of fat performers. And advances in medical science on the lack of Siamese twins and conjoined twins. Yeah, let's just sit with that for a second. He's an ass. Yeah. Ward's World of Wonders, which is what the freak show is called, now relies on illusions and working acts like John Red Stewart, the sword swallower, or the gorilla girl. The only human oddity is Popeye, a man who can pop his eyes out. Which, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, it is what it is. When Town's visitors ask for the freaks, Ward directs them to the cemetery. Their sun bleached textile flowers mark the graves of extraordinary performers such as the lobster family identifiable only under their real names. So he insisted upon them being buried with their real names, not mm-hmm. with their show names, which I will give him that mm-hmm. that is, that is giving them dignity. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give him that tiny amount. Uh, now, many of the performers I mentioned earlier should sound a little familiar to anyone that's watched the American Horse Story yeah. Season Freak Show. Um, many of these people were famous. I mean, yeah. world-renowned, kind of known in sideshows. And thus, Ryan Murphy knew and read about them in prefer- preparing for the season. Uh, some of them he took almost literal, directly from their actual stories. Like the one I'm about to read you. It's going to sound very familiar. Schlitzie the Pinhead. Mentally impaired and with a characteristic pointed head, Schlitzie had been adopted by another show. He had been, until then, hidden away by his embarrassed wealthy parents in an attic in Santa Fe. When his legal guardian, the show owner, died, Schlitzie was taken out of the Shides sideshow and put into an institution. He was devastated. Eventually rescued and brought back to the spotlight by Ward, Schlitzie was happy again. And Schlitzie lived out the rest of his life with Ward until he died. Um, but that sounds just like pepper yeah just like pepper um ward also blames political correctness for the majority of the decline in sideshows again not particularly shocking coming from a florida resident um and whether or not you think sideshows are great or not they were ultimately exploitive um and on average, not too great to their performers. However, Ward Hall seems to have at least compensated people yeah. appropriately and gave yeah. them dignity and death. I mean, he didn't put them on display after they died. Right. Yeah. He didn't take their bodies and, you know, yeah. put them in jars. He did sell, peop- pe- sell things like that that other people had already done, but mm-hmm. he didn't do that to any of his performers. Which, I mean, if you're going to have to throw somebody a bone, I'll get thrown one for that. I mean...
1: Mm -hmm. something
0: i guess in the grand scheme of things but he's still alive wow how old is he Uh, he's i think he's in his 90s i think he's 93 wow um or 89 i can't remember exactly off the top of my head i didn't spend a whole lot of time going into his backstory either but um yeah so that's about gibbetown florida um the last freak show town in america wow which is kind of wild kind of wild I didn't even know that exi- existed still. Well, no, I wouldn't have known. Like, they, you can still go down there and see all their, oh. the old, like, wagons and stuff. Like There's an, a sideshow museum, but, it, again, it doesn't have, like, bones displayed or mm-hmm. amputated body parts or anything like that. It just has, you know, like, um, there was the Icelandic giant that... Uh, uh, all of his dwarves in his performing group were murdered by the Nazis. So he escaped to America. Mm -hmm. His like silver and gold coat is displayed there and certain things like that, you know, nothing, no body parts, uh, where they're exploiting them after, Mm -hmm. after the fact, but that's, that's today's story friend, you know, not particularly scary, but more of like sideshows aren't, those people are not the scary people. It's the people that ran them that were the scary people. Oh, I can't even imagine. Yeah. So anyway, friends, that's, that's what we got today. We got some exciting things in the works that we've been talking about. We obviously can't talk about them now, but maybe <laughs> in the next few months, uh, some exciting things will start coming out. Yes. Um, we got lots more discussions to do. Um, but yeah, so, um, We'll uh, see you tomorrow for our Halloween episode.
1: Yes. And we're
0: really excited about that one. That one's going to be really good. Really, really good, friends. You're going to love it. And uh, so make sure to follow us on all the social medias at 31 Nights of Scary Shit or at Scary Shit Pod. Make sure you send us those stories at 31 Nights of Scary Shit at gmail.com. Uh, make sure you uh, Venmo or buy me a coffee account us to help us with our audio equipment needs. Our Venmo is at podcast 31 nights and uh, just make sure to uh, stay spooky. Bye.